Welcome to an all-new episode of SJHL Insider. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I apologize that it's only an audio-only episode uh, this week for SJHL Insider, but it was a very quick turnaround from going to the SJHL MJHL Showcase, which we are going to recap in depth, uh, to getting back to the luxurious IKS Studios here in uh, the beautiful city of Regina, Saskatchewan. But we'll get into that a bit. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, my name is Jeremy Corrigan, Director of Media for the SJHL. And before I bring in my co-host, of course, we have to give a big thank you to all of our sponsors, as always. Uh, because, as I always say, if it wasn't for the sponsors, this show, SJHL Weekly, uh, probably everything else also would not be possible. So a big shout out to Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, who present all of our coaches' interviews, Tourism Saskatchewan, Young's Equipment, and SGI. Thank you so much for all your support, because again, without your support, this wouldn't be possible. And of course, if you're listening and your business wants to uh, be a proud sponsor of SJHL Insider, SJHL Weekly, you can reach out to Director of Marketing and Promotions, Jacob Faith, <laughs> which you can find his contact information on sjhl.ca. Uh, you heard his snicker. Coming in, our co-host for SJHL Insider, Clark Monroe. Clark, how are we doing today? Uh, just wonderful. Uh, reflecting on a, on a great couple of days of hockey mm -hmm. and uh, excited to get into this one because there is a lot to talk about. There hey. hasn't been a game in the actual league sure. this week, but man, there's a lot to talk about. There is. Uh, before we dive into that, a uh, big thank you for hosting SJHL Weekly oh, on, yeah. on Monday with uh, Rory McGoran and Jamie Nugabauer. Yeah, it's tons <clears> of fun. Uh, I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. It, uh, it went off uh, without a hitch. Great job, as always. Pretty well, I'd and, say. And... Uh, Little technical difficulties with one of the microphones, but that's okay. Uh, as they say in the biz, uh, the show must go on. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard that from time to time. Uh, I think that might be the first time I've heard it. No, it's not. You're lying. <laughs> uh, but great job. Thank great you. job filling in. And yeah, it was now, a ton of fun. And do you know what? And now I feel I feel so comfortable. I can just take as many sick days as I'd like because I have our good friend Clark. I'm here for you, buddy. To fill in. And, also, uh, quick shout out to Braxton Buckberger. Um, and hey, that was a really good interview. The Buck Burger is hopefully going to be featured at the Centennial Arena in Nipawin soon. It sounded delicious. I'll have to I'll have to uh, send uh, our good friend, head coach and GM of the Nippon Hawks, Tad Cozen. Yeah, maybe he'll maybe he'll have an update for us this weekend. I hope so because it seems like a uh, Nippon doesn't have a home game this weekend though. Well, they'll so get to it eventually. Maybe they got time, but. Great marketing idea. Oh, it's uh, great. But yes, you mentioned it. You teased it. We have a lot to get into. Yeah. Um, so you might as well get right into it. And uh, do, I, I'm not going to throw it. Throw it. Okay. Throw to the feature, uh, the segment. That's your job. I got it. Uh, now, just a quick disclaimer. Last time we did an audio-only podcast, right. um, Jeremy claimed that there was going to be the one and only time that he was going to make the horn sounds it's for true. this upcoming promotion and it will still be the one and, and it will only still be the one and only because so. the amount of pushback see i thought you got a lot of kudos well the big boss man yeah not a fan mm, i don't know the we should dog. get him in here to do the it big then. dog we got to have something at so. sghl commission <laughs> he, he didn't like it he kyle didn't like, he didn't like the sound open effect. your eyes hey, kyle you know what before we get into this too, yeah big shout out to commissioner kyle too, yeah because um 
He drove myself mm-hmm. and director of marketing and promotions, Jacob Faith, to uh, the showcase in Winnipeg. Yep. And we drove back after all the games Wednesday. So it was a long day at the rink. Long and day. Then, long day at the rink, and then and then a five and a half six hour drive. And yeah. uh, I'll SJ, say this, SJ Dad. After after Brandon, the conditions were. were I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I would have been able to. Like, I think I would have. Would you say tumultuous? I pro just the wind was real. A lot of blowing snow. A okay. lot of blowing snow. So do you know what? Professional driver, add that to your resume at SJHL Commish. Very well done. Thank you for getting us home safely. Wonderful. Um, and uh, yeah, big shout out to Commish for absolutely for uh, carpooling. Deserves it. SJ, okay. ash, hashtag SJ Dad. All right. You throw it to me. Um, this is going to be. Don't say no. Don't say that. Okay, we're we're cutting Anyways. that off. This is going to be the hat trick. That wasn't me, Kyle. That was Kyle. That was me. I was adding my. I was own. not. Me. I had to have some sort of buffer yeah, yeah. between me saying it and then. Anyways, topic number one. Uh, of course, uh, we've already. We can't bury the lead. We've already talked about it. The SJHL MJHL Showcase in Winnipeg, Jeremy. Before we get into the games, sure. if you don't mind, sure. Tell me about the facility because it looked like a pretty cool place. Seven Oaks Arena. Yeah. Yeah. It actually, um, it reminded me, it was very similar, kind of a similar outlook to the Cooperator Center in Regina a mm-hmm. little bit. Sure. Um, but it was a very nice facility. I think it was, I think we asked, and I think it's only about 10 years old or anything yeah. like that. Looked nice. Very nice facility. Uh, great spot for, uh, to have a showcase event. And, um, yeah, they were great. I mean, uh, unreal uh, staff. Meals were great. Everything was uh, outstanding. And a big shout out to all the obviously the the thing is obviously the prior to the pandemic, the SJHL played host to this event twice. And uh, you know, it, it goes without saying that it takes an army to put on an event like this. Yeah, broadcasters, volunteers, the commissioner, marketing person, mm-hmm. etc. Big shout out to all the staff at the MJHL for putting on a great event. They did an outstanding job. Um, 10 out of 10. Great. So it, great facility, great people, great time. And back there again next year? And Is great that the hockey. plan? Or uh, we're not quite sure yet? I think so. Somewhere in that vicinity? Yeah. Well, let's let's get into the games. Let's not worry about next year. Yeah. You let's know what? That's a long it. ways let's, away. We got a lot of hockey before then. Yeah. Let's get into the games. Uh, so there was three games each day, of course, two mm-hmm. featuring the 20U teams. So that's players 20 years old and, and younger, usually mm-hmm. typically typically 19 and 20 year olds. Right, right, right. And 18U. Uh, and uh, game or day one saw the 20U gold team for the SJHL yep. defeat the red team from the MJHL 4 to 1. The MJHL's black squad mm-hmm. uh, defeated the white squad 4 to nothing uh, in game number two. And then the third and final game of that day was the SJHL squeaking by the uh, MJHL's 18U team 5 to 4 in its in what seemed like maybe the most exciting game of the day. I won't uh, make any claims, but Jeremy, let's go maybe each game if you don't sure. mind. Uh, gold versus red, 4-1 SJHL win. Um, it kicked off the day really nicely for Team SJ. Uh, what would you say maybe stood out a little bit for that game? Uh, how f- how quick the game was. Fast. Everyone, it was unreal. Like within the first five minutes of that game, um, especially being there in person, it was pr- actually very impressive with A, how quick it was, how physical it was, and how hard the teams were playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really stood out early on. And, and you know what? Though, that game specifically 
was very crisp. Yeah. Like I think one thing, and and I won't spoil it. Well, spoil it too much. But when it comes to the Wednesday's action, I think the one thing that helped Team Gold a lot um, with uh, you mentioned they won this game four one. But it's just the when you look at that roster, the continuity of that roster, and and it showed <clears throat> it showed when it came to the way that uh, Braden Clamasco and Trevor Blevins rolled out their lines. Mm-hmm. They kept the number one line of Battlefords together. Right. They had all three Melfort guys play together up front, yeah. forward line. So you have two, two of your four lines. You have teammates. So they're familiar with one another, and you don't have that adjustment period. And then you have, and then their other two lines were players that never played together. Right. And you got to remember, these guys only had one practice on Monday. Yeah, exactly. So I even, even in talking with um, uh, Stephen, I remember talking with Stephen Kesslering at the Battlefort North Stars after he was named player of the game for uh the team gold in their 4-1 win um and, and you know what he was i i had asked him what's it how how tricky is it and how difficult is it when it comes to you know playing in a game you have one practice with new line mates and adjusting and he said i'll be honest the first first uh pe- period and a half period period and a half it's 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 tough it's definitely tough you don't know where guys are going to be but by the second half of that game you started to really feel comfortable with your line mates and kind of get more of a, a sense and yeah um they ended up building off that but uh it was a very quick game a very physical game um and i i thought about it after watching it i was like it was a very it reminded me a lot of the actual battle for north stars yeah because they the first two periods they didn't play i don't think they played their best but they had a one nothing lead early thanks to riley morgan who had that goal he had an outstanding shift beforehand. They were that line was in the offensive zone for about 30, 40 seconds. Yeah. And then they Riley Morgan opened the scoring. By the way, on the score I want to mention on the score sheet, it says Jackson Martin scored the empty net goal. Right. I need to mention it was not Jackson Martin's. Jackson Martin's, I'm sorry. Sorry, Jackson. It's not. It was hundred percent Riley Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Goal, and they just haven't changed it. But yeah. um, but yeah, uh, he had an outstanding game. He got the scoring started. But honestly, MJHL uh, uh, team uh, MJHL Red, yep. I, I thought had you know the better looks in the first forty minutes. But it was a very even between those two teams. But then the third period, and how how many times have we said this all season long with the Battle for North Stars, for example? Their third period is always their best period. Yeah. Well, and honestly, that third period was dominated. Yeah. By team Gold. Yeah, I'll say three goals in that third period, yep. just for reference. And there has been how many times, Jeremy, throughout this season, let's just talking specifically about Battlefords here, have I texted you or something mm-hmm. and been like, oh, man, it's close tonight. Yep. And then it ends up third period three goal lead yep. or something by 100%. the end of the game. So that that does that. Uh, that's interesting that you say that. Uh, it's really interesting. And, um, and one of their coaches. Yeah, Braden Clamasco. Braden Clamasco and Josh Cote was a net. Uh, and you he had an outstanding game. Yeah, uh, you know what? It's funny. Uh, yeah, he allowed the one goal. Right. I was actually standing in the corner, kind of beside him. Yeah. Uh, when he got scored on, and honestly, it couldn't have been a more perfect shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, posting in far down. And there was nothing he could have done about it. I mean, he he was outstanding. In that. Yeah, I saw some some people reporting from the event uh, just on Twitter. You mm-hmm. know, generally saying that he had a great game. He, he looked, really, game. looked really really sharp. Really good. So that's good. Uh, and we'll get to uh, the other goalie on that team. Yep. coming up in a Keep little bit going. here. Uh, Got a lot to get into. Game two saw uh, the Manitoba Black team 
uh, defeat the SJHL white squad for nothing. Uh, so obviously there wasn't as many goals for us no. to talk about on the SJ side on this one, but overall, I guess, was there anything else that maybe stood out to you I, in that one? I think they came out a little flat. Okay. I think, I think they came out a little flat. I think the one thing I noticed, I, I think with, um, Team White was obviously like the thing with Team White was even though you had a bunch of, of, of bombers and a bunch of Broncos, they did mix up the lines a little bit. Right. Um, I did notice and, that. And yeah. they were, I, I would say, the first they were definitely in their second game on Wednesday. They were they looked a lot better, mm-hmm. but they just came out a bit flat. It seemed like in um, in that game on uh, Tuesday, and I mean you mentioned I, they only had twenty two shots. Right. Yeah. Right, so yeah. I mean that kind of speaks to it. And, um, Dawson Smith was in that for uh, for them, and uh, honestly, he didn't have really any chance on any of the goals. So it's um, Manitoba played well, yeah. played well in that game, and uh, it was definitely a, a better game for Team White in the in the second game for sure. There you go. Uh, now the like I mentioned earlier, maybe the uh, kind of the highlight of the day overall, just in terms of the excitement of the game. Maybe. I just want to mention. Oh yeah, go uh, for it. One thing. To add before we close the door on that is uh, Jeremy Trombley of the Flintflon Blommers was named player of the game. Oh, there you go. Yes, thank you. And Kesslering was the first game. Yep. Uh, So the third game of the day was the SJHL Blue Squad. Uh, Again, this is 18U now we're talking about. Defeated the White Squad from the MJHL Mm -hmm. 5-4. And there was quite a lot of action in that one. There sure was. Uh, So let's, let's dive in. Um. And this is, I, I mean this in no disrespect to the MJHL team. Um, the 5-4 score was flattering. Okay. Um, it There was, the MJHL got a couple of goals in that third period. I, I do believe it was, what was it, 3-1? Yep. Yeah, it was 3-1 three going three into in the, the third. third. Yep. Um, the first two goals the MJHL scored in the third period took some weird bounces. Okay. I felt for Kindersley Netminder, Cody Jamin in between the pipes because there was a couple of bounces that... Uh, ended up getting past him that i mean there's nothing you can do about yeah but i mean how many times were we talking about it since this rot these rosters were announced how you looked at that u18 team and i so think good. all of us talked about how excited we were to see that team yeah they didn't disappoint no they really didn't disappoint i mean uh I, i'm just running through the score sheet right now um, the first goal they had was from Carter McKay of the Melville Millionaires. Unreal play. I was standing at ice level when he scored it. Came in on a two-on-one with speed on the right side. Uh, you know, did a nice little stutter step to slow slow down his pace, trick the goalie, and then, you know, one of those perfect shots, like eight to 12 inches off the ice on the blocker hand side. Yeah. Unreal. Hard to stop. Uh, Zach Summers was outstanding. Um Tim Kim scored twice. Yeah. His his second goal, also standing at ice level. And I talked to him after the game. He just danced through the defense mm-hmm. of uh, the MJHL. Uh, and I'll give Jag James. Pangura. Had yeah. a, a Jag Pangura had a goal and an assist in that game. Shorthanded he, one of them. Yeah, and his his shorthanded goal was very nice. Yeah. You know, and we'll, we'll obviously we'll talk about the second game more, but I just remember uh, last night on the drive back. We were we were talking about uh, Commissioner Kyle asked, um, you know, what what stood out? What were some highlights? And the three of us were talking, and a lot of it stemmed from that SJHL U18 team. Yeah, 
And it speaks out, it speaks, you know, we're seeing younger players coming into the league and they're making a bigger impact. And I mean, we could talk about almost every player on that team and how well they played yeah. during, uh, during the tournament. But um, it, was exci- it was definitely an exciting team. That was for sure. Yeah. Cody Jamin, Cody Jamin was good. Stop, like, he stopped 23 of 27. Again, two of them were uh, uh, tough. Yeah. Tough. Um, but yeah, there, there was a lot to like with that game. Uh, and I'll, I'll give Jamie Neugebauer a bit of a shout out here because he kind of threw this in last second, but he said one of the players he was really excited to watch because he's so dynamic in this you know event was going to be Tim Kim. And then he comes out and mm-hmm. scores two goals in that first game, uh, playing with, on a line with his, his Broncos teammates. By yeah, the looks and, of it. and you know what? Like Van Blair, Common Roy. Sure. Roy. <laughs> um, I was going to say the, the blue line of that team too, all Jordan Gibbs, Jordan Grill, Cole Tanchuk, Ryan Silzer, who was a late ad. And right. Silzer was very good. Yep. Uh, Vincent Palmerin, Carson Cater. I mean, there's a, a lot to like about that team. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Well, let's get into well, th- that was day one. Uh, SJHL goes two and one on the day. Um, so a good start for the league. Day two started out just as on the right foot. Uh, the gold team who did get the win on day one, uh, they also got the win on day two, facing the other 20U team from the Manitoba Junior League 6 0. Uh, then uh, Manitoba Red beat Saskatchewan White 4 2. They doubled them up. And then in the late game, um, it, it just happened again. The blue mm-hmm. team, they took off. Uh, they beat in the 18U category. Uh, they beat the white squad eight to two. It was a big scoring affair. Um, let's go back to the first big scoring affair, the six nothing game, the gold versus black. Yeah, maybe we'll just we'll try and speed it up a little. For bit. sure. Um, I, how I described it, I interviewed uh, S. Van Bruins at minor uh, Cam Herlicka after um, the game. He had a thirty five save shutout. Of course, yeah, big and performance. I said to him. Uh, it was a it was a tidy thirty five save shutout, and I I said it like that because there weren't too many high end scoring chances he had to turn away. But when he he had them, obviously he uh, he he made the save. But mm-hmm. there weren't too many high end scoring opportunities for Team MJHL. And when I look at that game from Team Gold, I don't know if you could ask for a much better performance from a team that came together two days prior right it was a very complete effort um sjhl leading goal scorer ken bell patrick dawson larue was outstanding from the melford mustangs he had two goals stephen kessling had one riley morgan of the Ra- wayburn red wings had another great performance yeah great couple uh, of days team for him. gold uh was uh hold just to point out holden dole had three assists uh, Ryan Duque, Bentacatch, actually Southgate all had two assists. You know, there was contributions all up and down that lineup. And, and yeah, like, it was pretty incredible, to be honest with you, when you when you watch that game, especially live in person, to see a team who practiced on Monday, played a game on Tuesday, and then you play a game like that. Cam, uh, Cam Herdlicka agreed with me. They, it looked like they had been playing together for a long time. Yeah. That group. Yeah. And it was very impressive. One of the things, and I'll just leave this, leave it on this, is that one of the uh, observations that we all agreed upon on SJHL Weekly before the event started was that the Melford Mustangs in, a, in the SJHL have one of the best blue lines in the league, uh, mm-hmm. if not the best blue line in the league. And 
you know, four out of the six were them. So, and, and, and again, I want to stress too, and I think this leads to part of the success from Team Goal too, is that continuity. Right. You mentioned four four defensemen from Melford. Yeah. The other two are from Battleford. The other two from and Battleford. They, the two Battlefords play together. The two pairings of uh, Melford play together. That obviously is going to help in an event like this. Yeah. And then you have two forward lines that uh, that play together. And yeah. I mean, five of the six goals in that second game for them are yeah. from those two lines. Makes so, sense. Continuity plays a big uh, is a big help. Yeah. In in a showcase event like this, and it, and it helps all these players when it comes to their stock, when it comes to being sought after by scouts. Definitely. Uh, game two, uh, despite 48 saves by Harmon Laser Hume in that game, uh, they were defeated 4-2 to two by the Manitoba team. Mm-hmm. This is the, um, the SJHL white squad. Uh, what stood out on that one? Uh, a couple goals. Jeremy Trombley got a goal. Alex Soretsky got a goal. But wasn't enough. Oh, so what stood out there? I mean, like, it, it was a much better performance. Yeah. It was a much better performance by White. Uh, yeah, Harmon Laser Hume was very busy. Very busy. I mean, a lot of shots. Um, you know, I mean, you get off to such a good start getting a power play goal uh, from Jeremy Tremblay and, uh, you know, the two humble guys getting assists on the goal. Right. Um, again, I don't, I, I apologize to Alex Soretsky of the Humboldt Broncos. He did not get that second goal. Oh, it wasn't him? It was not him. (laughs) Okay. It was Maguire Ratzlaff. Okay. I thought I heard that on the broadcast. It was Maguire Ratzlaff of the Nippon Hawks. Uh, He definitely scored it. I thought he played really well. Um, I heard his name a lot watching the broadcast. He he played very well. And you know what? This was a much better performance from uh, Team White. But it was a very, I'll say this, very good hockey game. Yep. Very good game. I mean, um, the MJHL's goalie played very well. I mean, he made 35 saves in that. There was a lot of shots in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 89 combined shots. Um, yeah, Harmon Laser <laughs> was great. Made 48 saves. Um, you know, it, it was a much closer game than the first one for Team White. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, they just couldn't get the result. Player of the game actually went to the shot counters. Uh, <laughs> they were the actual MVPs of that I game. I mean, they were busy. They were busy. <laughs> uh, no, it was it was Cage Newens of the Humboldt yes. Broncos who was named player of the game. I should go back. Um, for the first game, it was Kim Bell. First, uh, of course, hat trick. Player yeah, of the game. Performance. I mean, you could have, there was a lot of players. A lot of players that game. Anyways. Uh, game three of that day, like I said, we'll wrap it up here. Eight to two win for the SJHL 18U squad. Uh, James Venn, 34 saves uh, in that one. And multiple guys with multiple points, including, again, Tim Kim. We talked about in the first game. Two more points. I think he led the tournament or tied for the lead in the tournament in four points. Yep. Uh, so another big game. But a lot of guys showed I, up on the score sheet for this yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, seven, seven different goal scorers. Um, just yeah, it, it was a real dominating performance, I think, from uh, the U18 team in that game. And do you know what I, I really like about this? Ed, being a former goalie, usually in an 8-2, UC 8-2, yeah, you don't think about the goalie. Mm-mm. You don't think about how good the goalie played. Player of the game, James, James Ben, ben there Alfred you go. Mustangs. He was outstanding. And I gotta just say, uh, a little funny caveat of the uh the showcase um there was a spelling mistake oh on james men jersey on the name bar where (laughs) uh there was three n's three n's so how do you misspell ven you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna break this hopefully our good friend matt barrett who was at the showcase won't get mad but i said to matt this has to become a thing in melfort yeah remember back in the day when the canucks had uh roberto luongo Mm mm-hmm what would they do when they made a save? 
Lou. Lou, yeah. yeah. I think whenever James Van makes a save, the crowd's got to go, Van. After the <laughs> ins- inspiration of, of this jersey with multiple ends, <laughs> with an extra N. I hope they do something with that. Matt, if you're listening. I uh, talked to him. Get on he it. Said, he said, might, start might up, have something there. Start up the campaign. But uh, no, he was, he was very sharp. He was very sharp. I mean, again, everybody on that U18 team was very good. Tim Kim had an outstanding game. I thought um, a lot of the Broncos were real players in that, uh, the young Broncos yep. in that game were very good. Sharp. Um, but overall, I think that the, that team was impressive. I would have loved it, you know, and maybe this is something to, that that'll be discussed in the future. But I would have loved to have seen that U18 team go up against uh, one of the MJ U20 teams. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen it. Yeah, I know they've they've always done it historically, always just the 18U team playing. But, man, it would be fun to watch them, you know, match I, up I, and see. Just they, to see. There was so much talent on yeah. that team. Yeah. I mean. Uh, this would have been the year to do it, too. This team is so stacked. Yeah. I mean. Um, yeah. My, I mean, Mike Reagan and Matt Hare were uh, the head coaches of that team. And uh they were having a blast they were having I a blast imagine. on the bench obviously yeah. when you have that much talent on yeah. the, on a, on a team and you kind of just let them do their thing and for those who are keeping track on monday's shhl weekly we did play buy it or sell it jeremy uh mm-hmm. y- you might have heard that part uh and one of the ones was will the sj win four games and i think if i'm not mistaken everybody they, said bye. everybody said yes and i would have you know what? I wasn't there, but I would have agreed. You would have agreed. Yeah. I took your spot, so I was a placeholder for you. I think we are on the same page. Okay. And the other one was, will the leader of the tournament be one of the 18U kids? So mm, There you go. Uh, Rory said yes to that because he was excited. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Jamie said I no. Jamie. So, Jamie, you're yeah. wrong. Uh, let's move on, Jeremy, because obviously um, that was a good chunk of the show so far. Yeah. Uh, but let's go to uh, segment number two, and that has to be Players of the Month because we did announce that while you were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And some big performances this month. If we don't mind, let's start with the SGEU MVP. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you want me to just run through them all and then talk about Do you want to do or? that way? Yeah, go for it. Uh, so SGEU MVP of the month was Ben Takachuk of the Melfort Mustangs. Four goals, 16 assists in 10 games played uh, for the math. Yeah, that's an average of two points per oh, game. Oh, good job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sastel goalie of the month, uh, Jackson Fellner of the Nippon Hawks, a 5-2-0-1 record with a 2.38 goals against average, a 9-14 save percentage, and a shutout. Direct West rookie of the month, Thomas Wright, four goal of the Laurent Jaisvalls, four goals, eight assists, 12 points in 11 games played. Uh, don't look now, but Thomas Wright is now the leader, league leader in uh, rookie scoring. I won't look now because you just told me, so I'm good there to go. There you go. Uh, and finally, Super U Defenseman of the Week, Tynan Ewart of the Battle for North Stars, a goal and 13 assists, 14 points in 12 games played. Yep. Yeah, uh, a big month for all four guys. One thing I will mention, and just again, another throwback uh, to Monday's show, talking to Braxton Buckberger, and he was just, mm. he was uh, he was gushing about Jackson Fellner's impact on the team since he joined the Nippon Hawks. And um, I think if you ask anybody uh, from the Nippon area uh, who has been going to games this last month specifically, as they've been so 
so hot, I guess, as an entire team. Uh, Jackson Fellner f- appears to be one of the reasons, uh, you know, a consistent reason why uh, he's been playing very good and he's been giving them a chance to win every night. And um, and Damon Cunningham, too. I mentioned him on the show on Monday, but he's the newcomer there in Nippon and he's been playing some good games as well. So Nippon's getting the goaltending and they're putting some goals on the other side of the ice. And, uh, you know, it's been a good combination for them. I just wanted to give them a shout out. Well, we always I think we all talked about it at the beginning of the season was that we always knew if the Nippon Hawks could just allow a few less goals. Yeah. They would be a very good team. And look at them now. Yeah. And They're only been, a couple points out of sixth place working. in yeah. the standings. And uh, pardon the pun, but the Hawks are soaring right now. Whew. Love um, it. Just to go back, SGU MVP of the month, Ben Tkachuk. Uh, I mean, you average two points a game yep. in a month. Like, that's on. That's unbelievable. That's good. Uh, and, and to think about it, you know, four goals, 16 assists. Um, and also during that time frame in those 10 games, helping Melfort with a, uh, to a 6-3-0-1 record in the month. Mm-hmm. And obviously we talked about the importance of for Melfort. They are in that grouping of trying to get home ice advantage in the first round. And, I man, it's going to be a race the last month and a half of the season to figure out the playoff positioning for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, for Direct West Rookie of the Month, another guy that's part of a team that's in that race too is, is LaRange, who – They've got a big road trip coming up. Big one. Big starting this weekend. We'll get to it. But Thomas Wright, four goals, eight assists, 12 points, 11 games played. You know, uh, that's that's a big boost for them. Yep. Especially with uh, the LaRange Ice Wolves missing a few players due to suspensions. Uh, but, you know, they're going to have to have players like Thomas Wright step up um, and, and and help them. If they, if they want to have home ice advantage uh, in the playoffs, uh, because, again, LaRange is right in that mix. Yep. in kind of in the middle of the standings of where everyone's going to finish uh, in that. And, of course, I mean, Tyne and Ewart, <laughs> he, he's outstanding. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I, I think, what was it, the, a couple weeks ago when he was named uh, Super U Yeah, mid-January, yeah. We were all shocked that he wasn't defenseman of the week before. Yeah. Uh, but that's how, that's how good he's been this year. It's like he's been so consistently good. And then this month, uh, this past month, he had a goal and 13 assists for 14 points. Um, and you know what? Shout out to him, too. He had a great performance at the showcase. Yeah. Too. He was very good. good at the showcase as well. Good. Um, and obviously, you know, he's been an anchor on the blue line for Balfords all season. And. Uh, he's well deserved yeah so there you go there's your four players uh players of the month great month and Mm. you know what i will say we won't get into too many names but there were a lot of candidates this month in a few different categories for sure it led to a really good conversation so looking forward to february already Mm -hmm. um speaking of uh where we are currently in the season topic number three is going to be the kids sport cup uh, the Sask Energy, of course, goals for Kids Sport. Uh, it's a great partnership, and yep. we are one more month ahead since the last time we talked about it. And uh, it's a couple weeks actually. It's not that long. I was going to say it's only it's been, only a few been like I think two and a half, three weeks. Yeah, I think it was maybe three episodes ago that we maybe sure. chatted about it a little bit. But sure. uh, one major development is that we have a new top of the leaderboard. Uh, do you want to talk about the top of the leaderboard? Is it, is it new? Well, new in the sense that we haven't had anybody other than Battlefords at the top well, for the most t- of the season. Now we got a tie. Now we got a tie. <laughs> but I, I think you'll see a change. So first off, you can see the full standings. Yeah. Of the, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna run through one through twelve of the Kids Sport Cup standings. Uh, you can view the article at SJHL.ca. We're getting closer and closer to the 1,000th goal. Mm-hmm. But Larange and Battlefords. 
Tied at the top. Tied at the top. 109 goals scored at home. Mm -hmm. LaRange has played mm, uh, a handful of more home games than Balfour, though. Yeah, five. We will say that. So that's part of it. But, I mean... When we've done these updates and we've seen Battleford so far ahead, it's like, well, we never thought anybody would be close. But kudos to Laurent. I mean, they've just been pretty consistent. Again, they have they've played, been very, they, they Remember have, how good Laurent has been at home. Yeah, exactly. Right. Now, if I'm doing the math correctly here, Jer, I'm just oh, did a quick gosh. quick calculation. You, I saw you typing. So yeah. You pulled um, the I'm, not, I'm not going to do the math. I mean, I guess it should be pretty easy once you have the number, but I'm not going to do the math. 946 goals scored, so we are very close to the 1,000. Uh, so I think we could be seeing that one very soon. Very soon. We will. Um so there you go. There's the Kids Sport Cup update. And uh, stay tuned. Keep an eye on those home goals, everybody. Because yeah. it's, it's coming up We quick. want all the home goals because we're raising money for Kids Sport. Absolutely. And it's a great cause. Because $20 from every home goal goes straight to Kids Sport in mm-hmm. Saskatchewan. It does a great job. Does a great job. Uh, now, I guess let's uh, let's get to the final portion of the show. I guess we're wrapping it up here by looking ahead, uh, and it's not an extremely busy each night type of weekend. But there are games every weekend or every, every day, day of the weekend, every day. So every day going forward, <laughs> there's a so, game tonight. That, game tonight. So originally on the schedule there wasn't a game tonight. Yes, this is a tonight's game is a makeup game from earlier on in the season when there was that snowstorm mm-hmm. and Battleford was down south and they were supposed to play the Notre Dame Hounds and unfortunately it couldn't happen because of the roads because the refs couldn't safely get out to Wilcox. Yes. So as a result we have a makeup game tonight eight o'clock Duncan McNeil Arena Ooh. North Stars Hounds. Um, and everyone's coming a, off of the showcase. Talk about an adventure. Yeah. For those uh, 10 stars players and Braden Klamosko. Um, because obviously, like you said, they were all at the SJMJ showcase yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so my understanding was they rented a, uh, they, they essentially, they rented a 15 passenger van. Love those. Yeah. And uh, they didn't go all the way back to Battleford's. They say they got dropped off in Yorkton. They stayed the night and then they'll meet the rest of the team. Yeah. In yeah. Uh, Notre Dame for tonight. But yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, like for those Balford guys, um, those 10 Balford guys will be playing their third game in three days. Yeah. A lot of hockey for those right? guys. And, and of course, at the same time, there was three Notre Dame guys uh, at, uh, at the uh, showcase as well. So they'll be playing their third game in three nights as well. Mm-hmm. And on the bigger ice surface, it'll, you know what? It'll be an interesting matchup. Of course, remember the last game those two teams played there. 9-6. Right. 9-6. I think that classifies as a barn burner. Probably. Have you ever had the debate of what a barn burner actually is? If it's a super low-scoring close game or if it's a really high-scoring game? Correct. Yeah. But <laughs> well, we're not going to get it. We're not going to. That's but another yes, show. Uh, 8 o'clock. Duncan McNeil Arena tonight. There you go. Should be uh, a good game. And then, yeah, there's only... There's so only that two kick, games on Friday. Yeah, that kicks off the weekend and then a kind of a slower Friday, like you said. But do you know what? So the interesting thing is with February, what I looked at is lo- looking far at this month is you're not seeing many five, six game nights, but you are consistently seeing games almost every night. Right. They just kind of more consistently. So Friday, there's only two games. Right. It's only two games. LaRange kicks off four games in five nights in Weyburn. Against the Red Wings. Should be a great game. Yeah. And Melville. Especially both of them playing great. And Melville is visiting Humboldt. Then on Saturday, uh, LaRange will head to Melville to continue their road trip, take on the Mills. 
Yorkton at Weyburn. And if Yorkton wants to get in the back of the playoff race, that's going to be a very important game for them. Huge game. Uh, and then you have Melfort at Battleford. And I think when you're looking at this weekend schedule, that's probably the game of the weekend. Pretty close. Yep. And, or the other one could be Nipwin at Flin Flon Saturday right. night. Um, the team gold face off on and then, Saturday night. <laughs> Well, that's what we yeah. were joking about that at the showcase, <laughs> the Team Gold Showdown. Yeah. Saturday nights at the ACC. Yeah. Uh, and then on Sunday, we have an afternoon game. Uh, do you, do you uh, define 4 p.m. as an afternoon? Well, I think evening would probably kick five off around on. there, but I, th- I would say 5 is evening. So I would say it's an afternoon game. I would too. That bleeds Anyways, into the it's evening. Always, 4 o'clock <laughs> is always the interesting one. It's like yeah. some people say that's technically the evening and some people say that's the afternoon. I think they're it, I'm, technically speaking I'm it on might the be afternoon evening. side. So. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, Melfort finishes up their quick uh, little two-game road trip in Kindersley to take on the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, but to add to my point about um, there being games every night. We have a Monday. <gasps> There's a Monday game. What? I mentioned Lorange is doing four games in five nights. Well, they're playing oh my Friday, gosh, Saturday. Lorange. Oh my God. Fri- I'm just looking they're, at they're this. They're playing now. Friday, Saturday. Oh my God. Have Sunday off. Yeah. Then they play in Wilcox on Monday. Was this a re- remake, up, a makeup no. game too? No. Same This it was, was the way it was in the schedule. Jeepers. Well, all right. A rare Monday night hockey in the <laughs> SJHL. You love it. You love to see it. Um, might have to go to that. Yeah. So, anyways, what's your? Uh, I ask you this every week, but what's your what's your game of the weekend? Yeah, you, there's there's the one for sure, Melford Battlefords. I mean, that's going to be the spectacle mm-hmm. game, I would think. Um, but the one I think the one I I really want to see because of how you mentioned it, sure. Yorkton's importance of that game they have against Weyburn on Saturday night. Uh, I just think there's a lot riding on that game, and I think Weyburn too, in a, in a sense, they want to put a stamp on some stuff too. So I would say that that game, I think I'm going to actually tune in for for sure that's going to be my go-to game this weekend i'm gonna go with nip win and flin flon yes i think i don't also want to, good i don't want to take the obvious answer with melford battleford yeah that's fair i, I think nip win and flin flon is gonna be a really good one and uh you know flin flon had a lot of guys at the showcase too and um you know nip win had a you know a, a couple of guys at the showcase but uh, you know obviously nip win they're surging Mm-hmm. This, that'll be one of their games in hand on Esteban. Yeah, and it's an important one for them to again send a little bit more message. Mm-hmm. The more messages they send, the better, I think. Regardless, now's the time. Uh, Going to be a good weekend of hockey. Yeah. Bit lighter schedule, which I don't think many of the teams are complaining about no. after, the, after the showcase. So no. that's okay. Yeah, I'm not complaining about it. No. Uh, um, but it's going to be a great weekend of ho- weekend of hockey. Great. Great stretch of hockey, really, the next month and a half. So be sure to get out to your local rink, support your local team, whatever team you're the biggest fan of. Uh, and if you can't, you can catch all the action on Hockey TV. Uh, subscriptions are only like $29.99 a month, and you can watch every game. Get on it. In the SJHL, even games on demand. And the it's, showcase was even on there. And the showcase was on there. Very A good. little bit hidden, though. Yeah, you had to look for it. You had to look for it, but yeah. it was there. They were there. Um, before we go... Big shout out again to our sponsors, Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, Young's Equipment, SGI. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support. And also, we have to talk about the SJHL raffle. Uh, Ticket sales obviously underway. Ticket sales are going good. Uh, But there's only 5,000 tickets available. So here's the thing. 
you're going to want to get your tickets as soon as possible. Of course. This cannot be a last minute thing because there's only 5,000 available. So you need to get them before, you know, tickets run out. Yeah. Because then you, you, you just don't get a ticket. Yeah. Right? My wife's birthday is coming up right away here. Yeah. That's a good spot for that. Valentine's Day coming yep, up. 100%. I know we've mentioned this every time. Family Day coming up right after that. I feel like I know when your wife's birthday is. Know that. It's coming up. Because you've mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So hey, I'll, I'll help you not forget about your wife's birthday. Which is I, good. I mentioned earlier that we should go to that game on Monday. But because of that reason, oh, it's your might wife's not birthday. be going to that game on Monday. Oh, it's your wife's birthday. Unless she wants to come to Wilcox. Maybe I'll bring her out. Wow. Be a good well, present. I guarantee Jamie would say there's nothing She could more, do color for Jamie. There's no. You know what? She could. <laughs> She might be. It might be a really interesting broadcast. Maybe I'd watch it. Um, yeah, I'd. I'd, that, be, I'd hopefully be there watching it. That would unfold. I would watch that. That'd yeah. be very entertaining. She would probably be groundbreaking. I'll just say that. Wow. Yeah. Groundbreaking. You heard it here first. Heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah. Anyways, sjhlraffle.ca. Get uh, on you, it. Get a, get your tickets. Get your side. Uh, you have a chance to win a side by side. Draws at the end of April. It will be done on this show. Ooh. Live, hey, dealership, wow, can't wait. Let's go, and I'll be at the end. Of, so that's gonna be. I could be wrong. Definitely could be wrong. Actually, I should. Okay, say. but I think I'm, I'm. I'm in the ballpark. That'll be like right before the SJHL final, too. Yep, I think it's in that realm. Because if it's on the Thursday, I think the SJHL final tentatively would start on the Friday, or it's, or the final would be underway. Regardless. Let's go. Get your tickets. I'm excited. Get your tickets today. SJHLRaffle.ca. One tickets, 25, three for 60, and 10 for 100. All the information can be found at SJHLRaffle.ca. Uh, thank you so much again for uh, tuning in this week. I Again, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I apologize for um, this being an audio-only uh, version of SJHL Insider. Uh, quick turnaround. Such a quick turnaround. A lot of turnaround um, when it comes to coming back from the showcase and everything. But we wanted to make sure we had an episode. We didn't want to just take a week off. No, wouldn't do that. We don't take weeks off. Wouldn't do that. No. Uh, so we want to make sure the episode got out timely for everyone to listen to. Um, because it's going to be a busy weekend. Lots busy to weekend. Do. Busy Lots week. To do. Busy month. Uh, busy, busy, busy. The Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. We are busy. Yep. Uh, but regardless, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, most importantly, enjoy the games this weekend, everyone.